I got home, I turned my laptop on, like opened the lid to go on it. It's all setting up Windows 11. I'm like, oh, oh hurry up. My, my computer won't let me have Windows 11, even though it's reasonably new laptop. It's cheap and it doesn't have much, doesn't have enough memory in it. Well, that's interesting because mine's, mine's done it. And I think this computer's horrible. I hate it. So <laughs> it's obviously better than I think. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John Hello. in Cricklade. Kieran's over there in Trowbridge. Kieran in Trowbridge. <laughs> Talking over me more than normal already. Good start. Good opening link. Sorry, unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, purpose of our show is to promote and highlight the uh, local music and art scene across the West of England. And we do that by playing a couple of tracks and uh, talking about gigs and, and talking to guests. Uh, any any gigs for yourself in the last uh, few days, Kieran? So we had a gig last Saturday. We had a gig at Trowbridge Town Hall with a guy called Keith James, who does a sort of Leonard Cohen classic songs of the world type show um, and it's all about the changing world around us and it was a really lovely show very well attended he was a beautiful human being and it was real really lovely all round so uh, this week's guest we're actually doing having a bit of a serious show this week and we're talking to Dawn Dines who is the founder and CEO of a company called Stop Tops who make a, a foil that you can put on top of your drinks in nightclubs to, to prevent your, your drinks being spiked we just have a really open and frank chat to her just about spiking consequences uh, prevention techniques and uh, it's, a, it's a difficult thing for us to to, to cover but necessary I'm about to say it's necessary and it's really good to have these sorts of conversations interwoven with the usual stuff you get on radio and on podcasts and um, it's a very sad thing to have to talk about but it's very real it's affecting us it's affecting our own children and our friends and it's absolutely something that needs to be talked about so I'm delighted that she was willing to come on and be a guest yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's to come in about five minutes or so. First off, we will play a track and uh, uh, I'm going to pick a track this week, if you don't mind, Kieran, because... No, it's your um, turn, I think. I think I think so. Yeah, I'm going with an older one. It's about 10 years old from Ben Marwood. Um, the track is called We Are No Longer 25. And the reason I'm playing that is because Ben and Barry, aka Non-Canon, are playing at the Bristol Exchange on the 29th of January. It's very unusual to get Ben Marwood uh, out to, to gigs. Um, he doesn't do a huge amount of live performances, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm thinking whether they're doing two shows because the first, the 7pm thing sold out really quickly. I noticed there's now a 2pm showing as there well. There is. So I was thinking about going to the 2pm thing. I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because it's worth pointing out that the 2pm show is called Go Gentle. And the concept behind it for the exchange in Bristol is that they go into it's specifically designed to allow people with various difficulties, be it autism or anything spectrumy, that sort of scenario where it makes it difficult for people to go out and experience live music or live experiences of an evening when there's lots of other stuff going on. So the concept is to make these very safe, welcoming, calm, sort of moody environments where people can come and watch these and, and not worry about any of their issues. And it's a really, really lovely, inclusive concept. Uh, it's not new. It's not a new concept, but I'm really delighted that the exchange are doing it themselves and that Ben Marwood's willing to sign up to do such a thing as well. I mean, that's just wonderful. Speaks volumes of, of both organisation and performance. Oh. Really lovely. Um, well done, the exchange. And well done, Ben Marwood. Life of rhyme 
surrounded by my future friends for the best days of my life and it's hardly growing up i know but it makes me feel all right if i had a point i don't know what it was some days i stand on stage for little reason but because and though i've wasted days you know i won't take back these nights i will not let go i will live my life and if I haven't done so well It's living in this concrete hell Where you all love the one show And we're all in bed by twelve And I cannot call this place my home While I've still got tales to tell So for now I'm just content to spend my time Putting pen to paper in the hope of grand design And though I've wasted days you know I won't take back nights I will not let go I will live my life and I finally recognize the other night we are no longer 25 The fame never came knocking And perhaps it never might But we're too far gone to quit this now To just go without a fight If I had a point I don't know what it was Some days I stand on stage for little reason But because And though I've wasted days You know I won't take back these nights I will not let go, I will live my life And if I had a point, I don't know what it was Some days I stand on stage for little reason But because And when the day arrives That I must bid you all goodnight I will not let go I will live my life That was a tune, I say, from from Ben Marwood, who's playing at the Exchange on the 29th of January, doing two shows. Look, John, look, I've got some product placement, John. I was going to say, product placement time, you've actually got some vinyl. It's been a while because uh, you were getting delivery issues, weren't you? As, I was. As, as everybody. But for the people at home who can't, who can't see this, I'm holding up this vinyl display stand that you got me for Christmas, John. It says, ooh, look at me, I listen to vinyl. So my record is literally sat in its display. I'm playing this vinyl. It's by a band called Big Deal. Um, it's a really funny story, right? So their second album, I fell in love with. Absolutely love that album. But I never checked out any of their other music. And then I come across a Twitter post about the band from like three years ago. And some guy was saying how wonderful their third album was. And I thought, well, I didn't know they had a third album. So I went to Discogs, my favourite retail website. <laughs> I typed in Big Deal, looked at their records, and they basically pressed a load of albums, which basically didn't sell. As a consequence, there's a record label somewhere who's got loads of vinyl that's selling them for a fiver each. So I went, yep, I'll take one of those. So I literally got the 12 inch album from about three years ago for the price of about two pints. <laughs> so it was amazing. I was well happy. <laughs> if you like your sort of moody female vocal, sort of grungy indie rock, the Say Yes second, third album by American band Big Deal is wonderful. Pick it up on Discogs. It's a fiver. Now, going back to that little vinyl stand that I sent you for Christmas, the reason I sent you that is because I've lost count of the amount of times you have a piece of vinyl 
up against your, your background and then it falls off. And I just worry that at some point you are going to break one of your vinyl. Well, that's really sweet of you, John. When I've got my new setup upstairs, it's going to have its own space and it sit behind me. And every week it can always be in view and you can see it. All right, time for this week's guest then. This week we're joined by Dawn Dines, who uh, set up Stop Tops. I suppose the best way of explaining it is they're just little foil caps that you place over your bottle or over whatever you're drinking. And that then avoids people putting drugs or whatever into your drink. So it's it's an anti-spiking invention. Obviously, it's, it's not the, the golden bullet, but it, it's, it's, it's a big step because it's, it's better than having it's nothing. It's all within a wider, you know, in, uh, increased understanding of the problem. So, yeah, it's, um, it's invaluable, I think. Yeah. And uh, you, you were talking yourself uh, about Stop Tops before Christmas, Kieran. That's kind of how we, we got into it. I mean, we, then we realised that Dawn's only just down in Devon. So we thought, well, it kind of makes sense to, to get her on just to shout out about She's this product. southwest based. Yeah. A simple, fantastic idea, obviously. The simplest ideas are quite often the, the best ideas, and, and this is case in point, I think. So, uh, yeah, we had a, a fantastic chat with uh, with Dawn. Um, let's go over to it. So I'm Dawn Dines, the CEO and founder of Stamp Out Spiking, which is a not-for-profit organisation set up to be on a mission to stamp out drink spiking, which has been, thank goodness on the agenda now I presented at Westminster last week and put across all of the points so I was so excited to do that after yeah I bet you were well done you oh god Kieran I can't explain what that felt like it was like since 2005 I've been banging this drum and you know what it's finally on the agenda and stop tops are basically a product that we've designed which is like a piece of sticky foil which will stick on to any glass, bottle, can that you're drinking out of and just make it a lot more difficult for an opportunist to easily be able to slip something into your drink. How did you think up this idea? Well, going back all these years ago, I did go on to the Dragon's Den and did explained oh, yeah, wow. explained to them that drink spiking was a... A major problem and um, none of them agreed and didn't think that drink spiking was like a, a major issue and I've had that fight going on from that day to this to be honest with you because it's it's such a hugely underreported crime there's no yeah. easy way to report it um, it makes you feel embarrassed and ashamed if it's happened to you and you feel like it's your fault it's you know there's a multitude of reasons and I must add that it's a really difficult crime to prove as well. So until we get everybody singing off the same hymn sheet, we need to educate bar staff, security staff, frontline emergency workers on the symptoms. So at least we know what to look for. So then it can make the process so much easier. We can inform the establishment. They can grab the CCTV from that night. One of my majorly important issues is that The general public don't know that these date rape drugs can go out of your system as quick as up to six hours. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, that makes makes it very hard to to catch any proof, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally it's 12 hours to 24 hours, but some of these drugs can can go out of your system that quickly. So, you know, that leaves no evidence. So that's something that we really need to work on. What's been the uptake have you seen in the industry? Oh, my God, it's just gone absolutely mad. I mean, last year, 
when I think all of the social media posts hit across about drink spiking and then the needle spiking, uh, it's just, you know, really highlighted to to the whole of the UK, well, the whole of the world, really, what a, a major incidents that, that there are going on across the globe on these issues that are just not being dealt with. It's one of those, like, it's like a taboo subject. And it's also a bit of a myth because people accuse you of drinking too much when yeah. that's not the case. I can see from, from the local sort of police statistics that it does happen around here. But uh, do you find it's more prevalent in cities or, or, or are it's just as prevalent in, in the rural woods out in the sticks as, as anywhere else? It can be prevalent anywhere. There is no prejudice on this crime. It can happen to anyone at any time. Like we always assume it's a nighttime economy. We've had reports of people getting spiked at a football match. Um, Really? Getting spiked at a funeral. Yeah, it's just one of those disgusting crimes that we just, until there's a lot more data gathered about this crime, and that's part of the reason at Westminster I was asking for drink spiking to have its own specific offence code so it makes it a crime in its own right and I believe that should be with alcohol just as much as date rape drugs because no one has the right to put anything into anybody else's drink without their knowledge or consent basically. Absolutely I I mean I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. In my mind I've always felt or thought um, that drink spiking was a thing that men did to women but actually it's it's pretty prevalent between or or drink spiking on men as well isn't it it is it really is years ago when I was out doing this in 2005 men would say to me oh I don't want one of those you know when I was doing promotions going around the country trying to highlight this issue and I was like why they said oh you know I'd love to get raped by another girl (laughs) and I was like right okay I don't really think things work like that and to be honest with you I think that was just silly talk um, it's male bravado yeah yeah now we've heard like the Sonaga case up in Manchester yeah a couple of years ago you know there's like sexually assaulted and raped over 170 men yeah and what's most frightening about that is that nobody came forward so can you imagine as a straight male if you got sexually assaulted yeah would you go and report it I was on LBC radio with Andrew Castle and he actually disclosed to me live on air that he had his drink spiked years ago and a woman basically sexually assaulted him in the back of a taxi and he said that he couldn't do anything about it. It was like having a an out-of-body experience. He, he couldn't do anything and he managed, I think, to like open the window or so, something happened and he managed to get her out of the taxi and a couple of years later, he saw that she'd been spiking men and taking indecent photos of them and bribing them. Wow. So that's what we've got to protect ourselves against. How, how does the process work? Are you selling these direct to the venues and encouraging the venues to put these onto drinks through the bar staff? Or are you selling to individual people who are going out to nightclubs? To both, actually, John. Yeah, it's um, we've got big, large chains. I think Stonegate were the first chain that bought in um, which was amazing so they led the way forward for other different pub chains to get involved so we we sell directly to chains and also we sell directly to the end user. I looked up the product because I run a little venue in in Trowbridge in Wiltshire Um, it's actually 
the pub itself is run by a, a small chain called Wadworths. Um, and I was looking into to getting some of these for the pub on behalf of the organisation that I run, because the price points on them are pretty good, aren't they? They're not a particularly expensive product. No, they're not. We've tried to keep it as cheap as possible so that we can protect as many people as possible. And we've also put like um, an important QR code on the stop top so that if anybody's out and they are drinking and it happens to them or a friend, you've got that all important information there ready at hand. Well, that, that's absolutely fantastic. And I, I can't, you know, I can't thank you enough for, for the work that you're doing. I, I, am, I, am I right in thinking that you're the only product on the market that does this as well? No, no, there's been, when I started this years ago, spikies, which are like a little plastic token that you pop into the top of a bottle and that will stop anybody from being able to slip anything into your drink. That's a great product, but quite a few venues, especially like in my home city, won't let you keep a glass bottle. So you have to decant it. Um, The other one is a nightcap, which is like a scrunchie, um, which is made by Michael over in America, who um, I'm in talks with, actually, because we'd like to sort of join forces across the pond, which would be amazing. Yeah. So that we can start supplying uh, to the Americans on this issue. And also Australia is absolutely rife for drink spiking. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this happened to me back in 1989 when I was in Australia, when some guy was trying to kept trying to take me out for a meal. And I right. kept saying, no, no. And anyway, after a couple of months, he he wore me down. And I said, look, you know, uh, no, no funny business, you know, but I will come out for a meal with you. And he was yes. like, OK, so. We went out, um, we got to the restaurant and I went to use the bathroom. I'd forgotten my bag. So I went back to the table and his hand was like hovering around my drink. And he pulled right. his arm away really quickly. And I tell you what, all the hairs on the back of my neck went up and I thought he's yeah. done something to my drink. Anyway, right. I went to the bathroom and I climbed out this little window and ran for my bed. <laughs> I was like, I was gone. I thought, oh, my wow. God, I was really scared. And do you know what? I never saw that guy again. Is that, no. so is that the sort of experience that prompted you to cre- to create this product? Well, I've always been told since I've been little. I've like my mum and dad. I'm an only child. I come from a really loving background, <clears> and <throat> my mum has always said to me, "My darling, always be careful of your drink. Never accept a drink from a stranger." You know what I mean? She's always yeah. uh, made me aware that sometimes the people aren't as nice as what they make out to be. So I suppose for that reason, I'm a little bit more intuitive, but I just, and the other thing is always follow that gut feeling. If you're out and about, you know, we can warn people about drink spiking. If you get that gut feeling, then you have to act upon it because that could be between life or death, rape, getting home safe. Yeah. So it's it's really important. I'm hoping we can, we can get some of these products into the, in the pubs in Trowbridge and we can sort of make the place a little bit safer and put my mind at ease. Yes. Well, any way that we can do to help you with that, we would love to. We, we've got the, the stop tops, which obviously secure drinks. We've also got social media posts that we can share with you, awareness posters that can go up in pubs, clubs, train stations, anywhere where there's, you know, lots of general public walking through. And we've also designed a couple of accredited drink spike awareness courses so that venue management, security staff can all be drink spiking aware. 
which we feel stop tops is a plaster to go yeah, over sure. the problem. But then we yeah. need the education because the more that people understand the symptoms, the call to action, they have policies and procedures in place, then we can stop these people from doing this horrific crime. The work you're doing is brilliant and sadly necessary. But I hope one day with the work, the effort you're putting in, hopefully this could be a thing of the past in the future. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so, Don, if uh, if other people, if other venues want to find out more information, what's the easiest ways? I'm assuming they, they go through your website. Yeah, check out the website, stampoutspiking.org or there's stoptops.com. We can check out those and we're all over social media as well on uh, on those two handles. Thanks for that, Don. Now, um, we always ask uh, or we always invite our guests to, to pick a track. You, you had a, a couple in mind, but I think we're going to go with uh, X-Ray Specs. X-ray, uh, specs. X-ray, X-ray specs. Yes. Do you want to um, tell us why you've uh, gone with that blast from the past? Oh, well, I am a punk at heart. I grew up like I'm a, well, I was born in 68. I could have been back a few years to actually get the real feel of it. But yeah. the Sex Pistols are my ultimate. But I just thought that that was just too obvious. So I thought, what other punk tunes do I love? And Germ Free Adolescent, when Polystyrene was in that test tube on the front of the album was just iconic for me.
was X-Ray Specs, led out there from Dawn's Choice, with a song called Germ-Free Adolescence, which is a classic that I, I, I remember falling in love with the, the whole punk era, and that was one of the songs that did stand out for me back in the day. Time for some news then, I think, Kieran. Now, I work at the Trebridge Town Hall. I am now the programming chap for the venue. So for the next year, so that'll be starting in April 2022, taking us up to the end of March 2023, I am programming the music at Trowbridge Town Hall. So that's quite exciting. One thing I wanted your opinion on then, Kieran, just because you are the man with, with the opinions. Festivals, I've been seeing releases and news coming out that the festival organisers are starting to wake up after their New Year hibernation. Is this now feeling like we're going to have a normal year of festivals this summer? Uh, I will. I will almost certainly um, was just this week that we've announced that um, I think Scotland are abolishing their external outdoor events rules. We never even had them in, in England. So, yeah, I think this is it now. I think the fact that gigs are selling and selling so well, I think it's all gung ho now. There are a few few things to be ironed out, but I have no doubt this summer is the one. 2000 Trees is the one we're going to watch all the bands we're going to have sing all the songs we're going to have no voice left over it's going to be wonderful i'm looking forward to seeing idols their headline in 2003 this year yes i'm looking forward to seeing idols. i haven't seen them since oh god years when they were tiny and in playing as a support to specters in bristol when you had your hipster beard and you would <laughs> oh john if i could grow a beard yes i would have had a hipster beard but no. oh i saw the idols before they left school <laughs> <laughs> Our venues seem to be quite comedy heavy. Uh, it's kind of that time of year, I suppose, where the comedians are doing the circuit before like summer. We're all sad after winter and the lack of sun. Yeah, before the musicians get themselves back together after their New Year celebrations, the comedians are out and about. So I just had a quick look around. So at the Comedia in Bath on February the 14th, you can see Jamali Maddox. He's been appearing on quite a lot of TV work recently. He's a really funny guy. Um, Vic and Swindon, they're doing an original punk night on the 29th. Some of the bands include Angry Itch and Street Outlaws. I just love the names of punk bands. They, yeah, to me, a lot of punk, itch. Yeah, a lot of punk sounds <laughs> the same, but the bands, are, the, the actual names are incredible. Ed Byrne is uh, another comedy actor. He's at the Cheese and Grain in Froome on the first, and on February the fourth at Gloucester Guild Hall, you can see Flo and Joan. They were a combination of comedy and music. Um, to I think they're sisters. I, I I they are my comedy show, John, because Devizes have a comedy show coming in in May just before Devizes Festival, month before Devizes Festival. It's Gary Delaney. It's my show, my first ever comedy gig. And we've now, we're, we're just about to sell out. So again, tickets are up, people are up, people are feeling promising. So yeah, I'm really delighted. But Gary Delaney's another TV comedian. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted he's playing Devizes. So um, it's all good. Is it just me or does it seem like stand-up comedians are really bouncing? They're having a big resurgence after lockdown, probably more so yeah. than music. Yeah, well, probably true, yeah. It's, I mean, from a, from a venue's point of view, it's much easier to set up. <laughs> True, yes. <laughs> One microphone, tick. But I'm really excited about having him in, so it's going to be good. And what I'm amazed by with comedy shows, right, John, is you, you spend your money on your ticket or whatever, and the whole show generally, I mean, we're talking supports included. It was also like arrival time and start time, etc. Three hours tops? Mm. They're so short compared to like a gig night. Uh, yeah, just I find it amazing. I've just been blown away by, by I've just received the technical spec for the show and what times everything happened. I'm going, we're going to be done by 10. <laughs> and normally in music, your headliner's going on stage around about 10 o'clock, unless you're at an academy, then again, obviously you're finishing at about 10-ish. But yeah, I mean, most pub venues across the country, nightclub venues, you know, their headliners are going on at 10 or half 10. Yeah, but when you consider it, like if, if you're seeing a band, then each song is about four or five minutes long. With Gary Delaney, every joke is four to five seconds long. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, very much quick so. fire. 
if you want to find more information about us, shearisolation.co.uk or email shearisolation at gmail.com. We, you can find us here, same time, same place every week. Uh, Karen, thank you for joining me. John, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much. In, enjoy your week, and I will speak to you same time next week. Take care, mate. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.